Section 3 of The Penny Catechism, A Catechism of Christian Doctrine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David S. Oderberg, Tidmarsh, England. The Penny Catechism, A Catechism of Christian Doctrine by the Catholic Truth Society. Chapter 2, Part 2. The Seventh Article. 71. What is the Seventh Article of the Creed? The Seventh Article of the Creed is, From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. 72. When will Christ come again? Christ will come again from heaven at the last day, to judge all mankind. 73. What are the things Christ will judge? Christ will judge our thoughts, words, works, and omissions. 74. What will Christ say to the wicked? Christ will say to the wicked, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25, 41. 75. What will Christ say to the just? Christ will say to the just, Come, ye blessed of my Father, possess ye the kingdom prepared for you. Matthew 25, 34. 76. Will everyone be judged at death, as well as at the last day? Everyone will be judged at death, as well as at the last day. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. Hebrews 9.27 The Eighth Article What is the Eighth Article of the Creed? The Eighth Article of the Creed is, I believe, in the Holy Ghost. 78. Who is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is the third person of the Blessed Trinity. 79. From whom doth the Holy Ghost proceed? The Holy Ghost proceeds from the Father and the Son. 80. Is the Holy Ghost equal to the Father and the Son? The Holy Ghost is equal to the Father and to the Son, for he is the same Lord and God as they are. 81. When did the Holy Ghost come down on the Apostles? The Holy Ghost came down on the Apostles on Whit Sunday, in the form of parted tongues, as it were, of fire. Acts 2.3. 82. Why did the Holy Ghost come down on the Apostles? The Holy Ghost came down on the Apostles to confirm their faith, to sanctify them, and to enable them to found the Church. The Ninth Article 83. What is the Ninth Article of the Creed? The Ninth Article of the Creed is the Holy Catholic Church, the Communion of Saints. 84. What is the Catholic Church? The Catholic Church is the union of all the faithful under one head. 85. Who is the head of the Catholic Church? The head of the Catholic Church is Jesus Christ our Lord. 86. Has the Church a visible head on earth? The Church has a visible head on earth, the Bishop of Rome, who is the Vicar of Christ. 87. Why is the Bishop of Rome the head of the Church? The Bishop of Rome is the head of the Church because he is the successor of St. Peter. 88. How do you know that Christ appointed St. Peter to be the head of the Church? I know that Christ appointed St. Peter to be the head of the church, because Christ said to him, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
and to thee I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. 89. What is the Bishop of Rome called? The Bishop of Rome is called the Pope, which word signifies Father. 90. Is the Pope the spiritual father of all Christians? The Pope is the spiritual father of all Christians. 91. Is the Pope the shepherd and teacher of all Christians? The Pope is the shepherd and teacher of all Christians, because Christ made St. Peter the shepherd of the whole flock, when he said, Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. He also prayed that his faith might never fail, and commanded him to confirm his brethren. John 21, 15-17 92. Is the Pope infallible? The Pope is infallible. 93. What do you mean when you say that the Pope is infallible? When I say that the Pope is infallible, I mean that the Pope cannot err when, as shepherd and teacher of all Christians, he defines a doctrine concerning faith or morals to be held by the whole Church. 94. Has the Church of Christ any marks by which we may know her? The Church of Christ has four marks by which we may know her. She is one. She is holy. She is Catholic. She is apostolic. 95. How is the Church one? The Church is one because all her members agree in one faith, have all the same sacrifice and sacraments, and are all united under one head. 96. How is the Church holy? The Church is holy because she teaches a holy doctrine, offers to all the means of holiness, and is distinguished by the eminent holiness of so many thousands of her children. 97. What does the word Catholic mean? The word Catholic means universal. 98. How is the Church Catholic or universal? The Church is Catholic or universal because she subsists in all ages, teaches all nations, and is the one ark of salvation for all. 99. How is the Church apostolic? The Church is apostolic because she holds the doctrines and traditions of the Apostles, and because, through the unbroken succession of her pastors, she derives her orders and her mission from them. 100. Can the Church err in what she teaches? The Church cannot err in what she teaches as to faith or morals, for she is our infallible guide in both. 101. How do you know that the Church cannot err in what she teaches? I know that the Church cannot err in what she teaches, because Christ promised that the gates of hell shall never prevail against his Church, that the Holy Ghost shall teach her all things, and that he himself will be with her all days, even to the consummation of the world. Matthew sixteen eighteen, John fourteen sixteen to 26 Matthew 28, 20 102 what do you mean by the communion of saints? By the communion of saints, I mean that all the members of the church in heaven, on earth, and in purgatory are in communion with each other, as being one body in Jesus Christ. 103. How are the faithful on earth in communion with each other? The faithful on earth are in communion with each other by professing the same faith obeying the same authority, and assisting each other with their prayers and good works. 104. How are we in communion with the saints in heaven? 
We are in communion with the saints in heaven by honouring them as the glorified members of the church, and also by our praying to them, and by their praying for us. 105. How are we in communion with the souls in purgatory? We are in communion with the souls in purgatory by helping them with our prayers and good works. It is a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead, that they may be loosed from sins. 2 Maccabees 12.46 106. What is purgatory? Purgatory is a place where souls suffer for a time after death on account of their sins. 107. What souls go to purgatory? Those souls go to purgatory that depart this life in venial sin, or that have not fully paid the debt of temporal punishment due to those sins of which the guilt has been forgiven. 108. What is temporal punishment? Temporal punishment is punishment which will have an end, either in this world or in the world to come. 109. How do you prove that there is a purgatory? I prove that there is a purgatory from the constant teaching of the Church and from the doctrine of Holy Scripture, which declares that God will render to every man according to his works, that nothing defiled shall enter heaven, and that some will be saved, yet so as by fire. Matthew 16.27 Apocalypse 21.27 1 Corinthians 3.15 The Tenth Article 110. What is the Tenth Article of the Creed? The Tenth Article of the Creed is the forgiveness of sins. 111. What do you mean by the forgiveness of sins? By the forgiveness of sins, I mean that Christ has left the power of forgiving sins to the pastors of his church. John 20.23 112. By what means are sins forgiven? Sins are forgiven principally by the sacraments of baptism and penance. 113. What is sin? Sin is an offence against God by any thought, word, deed or omission against the law of God. 114. How many kinds of sin are there? There are two kinds of sin, original sin and actual sin. 115. What is original sin? Original sin is that guilt and stain of sin which we inherit from Adam, who is the origin and head of all mankind. 116. What was the sin committed by Adam? The sin committed by Adam was the sin of disobedience when he ate the forbidden fruit. 117. Have all mankind contracted the guilt and stain of original sin? All mankind have contracted the guilt and stain of original sin, except the Blessed Virgin, who, through the merits of her Divine Son, was conceived without the least guilt or stain of original sin. 118. What is this privilege of the Blessed Virgin called? This privilege of the Blessed Virgin is called the Immaculate Conception. 119. What is actual sin? Actual sin is every sin which we ourselves commit. 120. How is actual sin divided? Actual sin is divided into mortal sin and venial sin. 121. What is mortal sin? Mortal sin is a grievous offence against God. 122. Why is it called mortal sin? It is called mortal sin because it kills the soul and deserves hell. 123. How does mortal sin kill the soul?
Mortal sin kills the soul by depriving it of sanctifying grace, which is the supernatural life of the soul. 124. Is it a great evil to fall into mortal sin? It is the greatest of all evils to fall into mortal sin. 125. Where will they go who die in mortal sin? They who die in mortal sin will go to hell for all eternity. 126. What is venial sin? Venial sin is an offence which does not kill the soul, yet displeases God and often leads to mortal sin. 127. Why is it called venial sin? It is called venial sin because it is more easily pardoned than mortal sin. The Eleventh Article. 128. What is the Eleventh Article of the Creed? The Eleventh Article of the Creed is the resurrection of the body. 129. What do you mean by the resurrection of the body? By the resurrection of the body, I mean that we shall all rise again with the same bodies at the Day of Judgment. The Twelfth Article. 130. What is the Twelfth Article of the Creed? The Twelfth Article of the Creed is Life Everlasting. 131. What does Life Everlasting mean? Life everlasting means that the good shall live forever in the glory and happiness of heaven. 132. What is the glory and happiness of heaven? The glory and happiness of heaven is to see, love, and enjoy God forever. 133. What does the scripture say of the happiness of heaven? The scripture says of the happiness of heaven, That eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man, what things God hath prepared for them that love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 134 Shall not the wicked also live forever? The wicked also shall live, and be punished forever in the fire of hell. End of section 3 Recording by David S. Oderberg, Tidmarsh, England